Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. God provides. Like any good parent, and especially the parent of all things, God will never give us what he knows would harm us. His desire is to help us to be more like Christ, to be Christ-likeness so that we become salt and light in the world. God does not want us to see him as a heavenly source of mere material possessions either. Acquiring things is not the fundamental goal of this life. It says that in Luke 12.15. There are at least 169 verses in the Bible, however, that refer to the ways God provides for us. Philippians 4.19 puts it simply, My God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. While prosperity seekers might always be looking for money or possessions to miraculously arrive, we should take a closer look at what God desires to provide for us. God differentiates between our needs and our wants because he knows that where our treasure is, our heart is also. Matthew 6.21 He wants us to know that this world is not our home and that part of what we need is to shift our focus to the eternal life while still living this one. God is concerned with every part of our being, spirit, soul and body. As the facets of his character are infinite, so the ways God provides for us are beyond anything we can ask or imagine. We can trust his goodness, his guidance and shepherding care to do more for us than we could ever achieve on our own. God provides a way for us to develop an intimate, conversational, obedient relationship with him so that we can lead ourselves and others into a Psalm 23 quality of life. Those whose shepherd is the Lord can say, I lack nothing. That is Psalm 23 verse 1. When you put your faith in Christ, God protects, provides and cares for you. God always provides for his children, though often it is not in the way we expect or hope. The challenge is for us to see his provision and care, even when it is different than we expect. Because God is God, his ways are higher than our ways, but he graciously gives us insight into what he is doing and will do with the Bible. God is always doing a billion things in your life, in my life, but you, we, might not be aware of any of them. Over and over again, Jesus' disciples missed what he was doing right in front of them. They missed the purpose of the miracles. They couldn't even see the lessons, which really should give us hope for our own lack of clarity today. But let's take a look at a few important encouragements about how God provides and cares for us. The Israelites, they escaped captivity in Egypt, only to face the challenges of 40 years in the desert. One of the biggest challenges for this large, non-social distancing bunch of nomads was having enough food to eat. Over and over, we see God provide supernaturally for his people in the form of manna. Now we don't really know what manna is, but the book of Psalms calls it grain from heaven. And in the next verse, it says bread of angels. I mean, this happened every morning, 
bit like an old school milkman delivering bread. If God could provide for many thousands of Israelites in the middle of a desert for 40 years, he can surely provide for you and your family needs. But even with God's supernatural provision, the Israelites still complained and grumbled in the desert. They longed for the food they left behind in Egypt, the Dominoes, the Nandos, the Wagamamas, the McDonald's of their time. God was literally providing bread from heaven, enough for each day, enough, the important word here. But they wanted his provision a different way. They wanted it their own way. Asking God to provide for you in whatever he deems fit shouldn't leave us moaning about God's choice of delivery. It is normally through unexpected ways that God chooses to provide. Maybe you're in a job and doing work different than what you had expected or hoped for. Don't always wish for something different. Don't constantly dream about being somewhere else, doing something else. Be present. Give your all to your current job and always be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Now this doesn't mean you can't move towards the job of your dreams, but it might inspire the faith to stop complaining about the way God has provided for you in the current moment, and instead invest yourself fully wherever you are. Now this brings me on to something that has completely blown me away over the last year. What I'm about to say is going to sound like I'm proud of what's happened and how good and faithful I am. But in truth, I want this to be a testimony of God's provision. About a year ago now, Becca and I were discussing how we give to the church as part of our tithe. We'd just been married and what we found was previously we'd both done it a bit differently. Becca was a straight 10% of my earning woman and I was a lot more slack than that. Giving was certainly not my strong suit. But as I discussed with my wife what she thought we should do, she's a lot wiser than me, you understand. I also got the feeling that I shouldn't be relying on money as much as I did. So we decided that to make sure I could be around church and home more, I would take a big wage cut to help me not be desperate for the next bit of work. Big step number one. Big step number two was that we should as a family still give 10% of Becca's wage to the church and I would tithe by purchasing things that church needed without limit. Now we started with Becca saying you're never going to keep this up and to be honest she knows me best but you know what I did and I do. Hashtag pleased with myself and as my human side continued to worry about money and was now less a considerable amount of money from work and also giving more to church. I was worried about how we were going to cope. We're not going to make our mortgage payments. How do we pay for fuel for the cars? What about food? Am I going to be able to buy chips and curry on a Sunday night after church? You know, all the important stuff. But let me tell you this. God's provision was unwavering. He saw that our giving was sacrificial. It was hard for us, but he saw our hearts. And so when I'd nervously go to the bank account to check what was going on, we'd find even after all of the expenditure, God was managing to keep us okay with our finances. How, I hear you ask? Well, this is one question I really cannot answer. No matter the searching I did through our finances, 
I could not and still cannot fathom it. So we find ourselves right now, midway through April 2020, and I have no work whatsoever to do. All the events, TV shows, sporting events and concerts that I would usually would be working on have been cancelled. And if I don't work, I don't generate income. So, should I be worried? Every job I've applied for to tide me over during this season till my real work starts again has fallen on deaf ears. But God is providing for us. So many things I could apply for like a mortgage break or financial help from the government has also not come through. But God is providing for us. He has provided for us, I think, not so we can sit in the garden with our feet up, but so that we can put our efforts into all the things that we need to do to be church to others. I'm sure Pastor Andy would certainly agree that neither he or I have been busier for the church. And God is providing for us. He sees our hearts. He sees our effort. He sees our want to see his name known during these times. And from my point of view, he is blessing the effort. Never before have I felt closer to God, closer to doing his will. And this leads me on to the next point. Our greatest need should be to want more of God. Which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? That's in Matthew 7, verses 9 to 11. The Bible tells us to make the pursuit of God the primary function of our lives. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. God graciously guides us into a greater realisation that our ultimate need is for more of his word more of his ways, and more of him. We ask God for many things, but the greatest thing we could ever receive from him has already been given. What God has given us in the gospel is light years ahead of every provision and care we could ever seek from him. When we trust in Christ, we have decisively secured for us every ultimately good thing from him. It's just a matter of time. James 1-7 reminds us every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Every truly good thing in our lives comes straight from the Father, the ultimate good he provided us. Jesus is the ultimate treasure. God does not always provide and care for us in ways we might expect in this life. The Bible does not promise this. Peter, James, John and Paul gave their very lives for the gospel. They viewed the gospel as a treasure not to be lost at any cost. They suffered gladly because they had something in the gospel that had far more worth. This life is fleeting. This life is fragile. This life is but a vapour's breath. The next life, the age to come, 
is where all God's provision and care for us will ultimately make sense and come together as a whole. Our hearts ache under the pressures of this life, but it is only because we were made for another world. We are tourists on temporary import visas on this earth. In Hebrew, God is called Jehovah Jireh, God the provider. And finally, Matthew 6, Jesus talks to his disciples and he says this, Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. God, yours, mine our provider of all things. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will show yourself as a provider for those who are listening to this beacon who are in need. Be our comforter, be our healer, but most of all, be our father. And as we spend the rest of the day, Lord, around our homes, maybe going to the shops. Lord, will you remind us how much you have done for us, how much you continue to do for us, and how much more you will do for us in eternity. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all you've done. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.